What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Flash arrest. We simply says this. All of our loved ones, if Jesus were to come tonight, before you and I... the gospel and you don't feel anything, then you are in your most dangerous position. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. We're back to the series. Back off the deep end. Off the deep end with Big John. My man, how long has it been? Man, it has been longer than it should have ever been. It's been so long, dude. We just celebrated. It was just the year anniversary of the first one. That wasn't even the off the deep end. That was just like, man, that was just like a... Just a meeting a podcast. That was, yeah, just, was, that yeah. was just a you know it was randomly it was disc golf and music, like music festivals. festivals or something. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. And I was like, man, it's been a long time since I got to do porch talk. But you've been out there in the world with the artists and stuff, dude, killing it, killing yeah, the man. game with the artist. So the first one was with Joe and Joseph McGowan. You know, out yeah. of the start we're in. we had worked a lot of art festivals together, you know, yeah. me working with Monson and Brothers and they would be at the same venues and had just gotten familiar with his art. He's got and, some real cool stuff. And was always interested with, you know, I wonder what goes on in that mind of yours to come up with something like that. Because, like, I was just always like, man, that is, where does it come from? I was like, I'm so wowed by yeah, this. His, his, I love it, you know, it's, it's psychedelic, uh, it's uh, surreal, you, you know. It is, it's got so many layers, you can keep looking in to the main thing. And so just see detailed. So much. It's like going into a trip, man. It's like looking into a trip. And his son Joseph does it in just, it's a different way. It's a whole different way. It's its crazy. Yeah. I, I am impressed with their art. I will say that. They came to uh, one of the benefits, or Joe did. Joe came to one of the benefits we were having at Zachary's with, you know, like a display selling some art and stuff. Yeah. And I was just looking at it and I'm like, man, this stuff is amazing. Yeah, he wouldn't tell me how long it took him to do a picture though. I'm like, how long does it take? He's like, eh. what's crazy when when the two worked together? That's what we talked about on the podcast. Was like, uh, I was curious about the process. Yeah, it's like maybe Joseph was started, and then completely unaware, they haven't even talked to each other about it. Joe will come in and do something, you know? No, okay. He'll figure some stuff out, and then Joseph will come back and be like, mm, okay, let's go. And it's so they do it like. It's like two complete different minds, you know, yeah, that's yeah. not really communicating about the project. Yeah, they're just like, this is what I'm doing. It's like, this is how I feel. Okay, I'll see it. Let me see what I can do. See, we do uh, we do something similar to that at uh, tattoo conventions where it's art fusion. Yeah. And it's like multimedia art. And every artist that wants to participate, it's got a theme. And every artist that wants to participate gets to come up and add a little bit to the portrait. And at the end of the tattoo convention, it's sold. Ain't that great? It's crazy, because it's, you know, it's like them two going at it together with 
maybe well like one of them starts sets the theme or the the beginning of the piece and then the other ads and then the other ads and the other ads that's really cool that's a really cool concept man yeah especially is. to make something work together is what's crazy to me yeah I'll tell you something else that I'm just kind of noticing across just like Columbus and Starville with just like just um, you know maybe boxes posted up on light poles you know whether it's gatekeepers or whatever for the city and like now they're getting arted up and now oh, yeah. you're starting to see murals and so like you're starting to see like a which is crazy to me because we're in Mississippi yeah there's still it's still an art explosion somehow yeah down here in the it south it like it'd be so slow but like in the midst of this it's like Music's always been there. Right? Yeah, music's always been around. We but got like, music. Art's been there too, but it just doesn't seem like. I just feel like right now it's, it's just right, like really booming right it's now. In yeah, we're all it's all around us. Like downtown Columbus is like you said, putting up murals, painting on the sides of buildings. Starville's been doing it for a while, dude. It's crazy time we're living in right now, especially with us. You know, as far behind as we seem to be. Yeah. There's still people around bringing in the new stuff, and it's cool. Yeah. Man, that's one thing that I've... And we're not even going to go political, but this is just what kind of goes to my mind about this, and this is kind of like maybe a dive off into the deep end right here, is um, just growing up in the South and doing a lot of traveling in the South. And a lot of the South is the same for the most part with uh, Mm -hmm. values and such. Oh, yeah. Maybe different beliefs or political, however. A little know, different stuff. Basically the few same. few differences, yeah. As far as value. Yeah. And uh, you get out somewhere else and the, the value isn't shared and like you quickly have to adapt or oh, yeah. you begin to be abrasive. Yeah. And um, it's crazy to me that art is really breaking through right now. Like I'm glad I'm here to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it stands potential for some really cool stuff to happen. If things keep going on the path, they're going right now. Yeah. It could be cool. You're right. You know, we're we're in a pivotal time right now because there's, there's lots of stuff happening all around us. Yeah. And it seems like even, even like little tiny changes here, are like, oh shit, man, something's happening. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, man. I think it paves the way. The uh, The local music scene is getting better. Bigger and bigger. There's more There's... venues playing music. Right. Because there for a while, everybody's like, ah, oh, live music. Now people are starting to see, man. People like local stuff. They like to hear local people play music. And... That's right. And it's good to see like those venues really step up right now, man. I know I'm, I'm very impressed with how people are doing with the music scene right now. Yeah. I think it has to do with the people that are, you know, the influential people around right now. Because, you know, people like us, we're the influential people these days, you know? True, man. True. You know, we're the, I don't even take that into account, really. We're the adults now, you know? We're, we're <laughs> the ones making decisions we sometimes. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird thinking about it like that. Like, every now and then, you'll catch somebody calling you mister, and you're like, hold on now. Whoa, that, that's whoa. my father. Yeah. No, whoa, right? buddy. I'm still... I'm still cool. Calm down with that yeah. Mr. Sir yeah. shit. Save that. I don't know about all this. Save that for the grown people. <laughs> yeah. 
Me and you, I'm out of here. Yeah, no. But I'm, right. <coughs> but it, you're yeah. right. You know, you, you get to that age to where, like, you are the... Yeah, we're... we're you the, are the... You are the... Yeah, we're the we're the deciders now. You are the culture. Like yeah. the old one begins to fade out, and now you have the decision to to make what you think is valuable. Yeah, and it seems to be swaying a lot towards music and arts. Man, there's more plays going on right now than has ever gone on Dude. in this area. Okay, here it is: the story about my knee. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> you ordered it. Yeah, let's hear this. What did you do? Yeah, this is. Um, the most ironic injury and so like tomorrow but by the time this is up like uh what's wrong with it, it'll be known yeah um went to the doctor yesterday it was crazy it wasn't a good experience yeah not usually not but uh i got an x-ray and i was i was thinking to myself like when everything was being scheduled i was like why don't we go ahead and schedule mri yeah and it, but anyway we'll get on with that um it was for a play uh for columbus art council far mm-hmm. nature and um, it's act two, and like I have a fight scene, and so I'm at a place to where I have to twist and just throttle the guy I'm about to fight. Yeah. And right when I make my twist, I thought at first I may have hyperextended just by the way it felt, and I figured I could walk it off. Yeah, just let me walk it off. Or you know, or you know, maybe after a couple of days, the soreness will be away. Dude, it's been two weeks. Oh man. And it's getting worse. And so I go to the doctor and all that. It wasn't a good visit for that. Because I was like, I wish we would have took more care. Yeah. I'm, I wish I would have said more. I, I don't know. Maybe it was on me. But I was like, I, I, I didn't think an x-ray would be enough. I was like, that's the bone. I was like, it's not, this is not a bone issue. Yeah, I'm, the bone's fine. Yeah. I mean, I can walk. I just can't walk right. I can't walk yeah. good. But anyway, we'll get answers tomorrow. Figure this out. But I got hurt trying to get to a fight <laughs> yeah and I thought that was like how ironic yeah really though think about think about if it would have been for real and you you hurt your knee oh dude in a real fight and then you went down I'd and been you were pummeled. still in that fight pummeled yeah totally pummeled glad it went the way of- yeah be like alright cause like right when I went down like everybody was like no WTF moment, right? And I was like, yeah. "This is the big one, Elizabeth." <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm down," you know. Yeah, I'm down. So you were, you were making turning into like I was turning to get on the guy, you know. Gotcha, I'm about, gotcha. I'm about to throttle him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm about yeah. to take him over. Yeah, yeah. Take him down. And, and like right when I made, stuck. right when I made the turn, yeah, my foot stuck and the knee twisted, and like right when I took that step, like it immediately was followed by a. Get on down, boy. You're done. You're done today. <laughs> so do they have you on any kind of brace or anything? Or It's just things crutches? that I've been doing. Yeah, so like, um, I've got a brace I wear during the day. Um, it's a little, it's not probably as big or as supportive as it should be, but yeah. manageable when they close. I got you. Because I got to get out and maneuver and I don't yeah, need yeah. something big, but... Um, and I sit down at night before I go to bed. Ibuprofen for swelling. That's about it. You know, Has it gotten any better at all? Bad. Like I said, it's progressively worse. Oh. So you got another doctor's appointment tomorrow? Right. Is that what you're saying? Okay. 
Yeah, they're probably going to do that MRI, and you're probably going to get some bad news, man. <sighs> Hopefully not. Let's hope not. Let's hope for the best. Yes, yeah, like I say, I, that's what I was. I, I've been freaking out all week. Um, snapped on my mother, you know. Yeah. Uh, I went over there to pick up something, and like I got out of the truck hobbling, and uh, she met me at the, her porch steps. And um, I was like, if you don't mind, I, I really can't do steps right now. I'm hurting, like, cause like my days are so long right now. Is uh, you know, I leave the house here at six thirty. And what time you you had to be in Starville? What eight? Right. Whew. Yeah, and I like I, some most time I'm good to leave by six thirty. I'm up by six thirty, le- yeah. leaving by seven. But um, and then like I don't get home till ten o'clock at night, and then like I have a podcast to manage, and then like I got. Get other re- stuff, other responsibilities that I got to do. I got to wash clothes and like keep yeah. stuff up. Yeah, and just managing stuff. And like I believe that was like uh, that's probably what made me so prone to injury. Yeah, like just getting out and going and just like forgetting about yourself. Yeah, not giving yourself time to rest, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a little while. It's been a crazy time for me, man. Too. I quit drinking. <laughs> It's the wildest stuff ever. It's like, it's right around 12 days now. This is a clarity I didn't know I had. That's super cool. Yeah, man. I, uh, I like the, uh, I like the sobriety. It's cool, but dude, I miss the shit out of drinking. I'm gonna be honest. That's, I miss it. That's, that's the level, um, though, is I've had, you know, dark times where I had to get those, you know, I need, I was like, I need to get sober just to see if I can. I think I got a problem. Yeah, just, yeah. Right? And I remember, like, just in the death of that problem and finding it was the fact that I was like, my vision was so cloudy. I had no sense of judgment. And I was like, life is falling apart. And I was like, you're making incredibly horrible decisions. It's like something else is running you. Yeah. No. And it's like right when you go to that sobriety. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's been one of the hardest things I've ever done is not drink. Because it's always around. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so accessible. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Right. All the cool kids are doing it, man. It's not even the fact that uh, cool kids are doing it. I think there are multiple reasons folks do it. Especially as you get older. Yeah. It's camouflage, man. It's like how you mask stuff. It's how you deal, you know. Instead of dealing with yeah. it the way that you should, you just drown yeah. yourself in it. Well, you know, I could think about all this bad stuff happening, or I could drink. Drinking just, sounds a lot better. And make an ass. Yeah, that's that's what happened to me, man. It, you know, there's I don't mind drinking at all. There's nothing wrong with it. It just turned out to where I was being super mean, dude. Like even in my comedy, I was being mean, like mean again and I said if I ever started getting mean again I was going to quit drinking and I had started getting like rattlesnake mean again and I was like nope yeah. time to time to give it a break at least for a little while yeah and it, it's been fun it's been it's been different it's been like doing my air shift and stuff's different everything I do is different just about uh I mean cuz I I consider comedy um 
extremely creative. Uh, just with your creative process and your sobriety, like uh, what are some of the differences that you've seen? Man, I haven't done any real stand-up in front of anybody since I stopped drinking. Just in the process, like uh, in the process of like creating it. It seems like, like, with the way everything else has been, it seems like it's going to be a lot easier. Because, like I was talking about that fog that I had. Right. The fog's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's it's total perception. And um, I love it. Um, just because I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of musicians that are on tour a lot. And, yeah. you know, you follow them on social media, and so you see what, uh, what they post. Yeah. Which is only some of it. It's only yeah. what they want seen. Yeah for the most part and then you get to talk to them a little bit after it's over and like they're getting into a stage of recovery yeah just from the road man. the road is rough like I imagine, you don't man. you don't think about uh people don't think about that kind of stuff i don't think like just how hard it is yeah no i mean and it's not just it's, it's, it's just not musicians it's with any kind of thing anything you gotta like be the life that. of the party you gotta be the life of the party and i can only imagine coming down from like because most people do like almost a year sometimes touring and take three months maybe for writing yeah maybe a month just to be with loved ones three months to be in the studio and then go tour it yeah and then you're out out in the world <laughs> and you're playing shows and it's not different. every night it's different for all of them that's just like a random case you know but yeah like that's just to give an idea yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine that stress. But it's not just like musicians. I mean, it's comedians or it's any any kind of travel art. Like I was that. talking to a touring comedian, man. Unless you're famous and doing the same set to people, he's like, you gotta come up with something new every night. He's like, you gotta come up. You gotta be constantly coming up with something. I mean, really? Could you imagine, like, okay, let's just say just Columbus, and. Okay, you know what's funny here. Yeah. And you know the audience, so you know what's going to make them laugh. Just say, okay, for whatever reason, okay, you know somebody in D.C., they're part of the com comedy community, yeah. they get you in for an open mic, and you get up there and try to do the same material. How do you think that's going to translate in the culture? It's not going to translate at all, especially and not so that I, far. I, that's, that's hell of an advice, because like, comedy is different than music. Yeah, comedy can be polarizing. Yeah, no, it can. You, it's it wide. That's why, like, comedy is not what it used to be. Yeah, uh, twenty years ago, like, comedy is something hard. That's why I don't like it right now. It's hard. It's man, hard. Man. It's hard to find your place. Best thing to do is just hope that you can. I don't know. I I don't know, man. I the I know one comedian that's that's been local, which he wasn't even really local. He's Birmingham. And now he's going to, uh, like, Louisiana and playing, you know, doing shows in, like, New Orleans and Baton Rouge. and Yeah. But he's still, he's he's like, man, I'm constantly working. You're con He's constantly going from venue to venue. I mean, you, venue. you have to. I mean, that's your livelihood. That's what you're giving yourself up to. And it's like, um, it's, panhandling is not even the word. It's, uh... I don't I don't know what that word is, but it's like man, you you're you're bussing. I yeah. guess that would be the right word. Yeah. Bussing. Yeah. It's like you're trying to be on that right street corner. You yeah, wanna be yeah. in at that right night. You wanna hit it just right. Yeah. And one thing I found out, man, with comedians always have a group. Oh yeah. 
You, you can't you can't be a one man show. Coming into a town, you got to have people to come with you, or at least know somebody in that town. Because if you don't, like I went to Birmingham one time to do an open mic, just an open mic in Birmingham, they wouldn't even let me get up on the stage because I didn't know anybody. Yeah, and that's in Birmingham. If you got to know somebody, that's what I'm saying. Or either be known. You got to know somebody or be known. That's how it goes. I'm sure that's how it goes with music, too. It is that way in some places. If you don't have anybody, like, uh, for some towns, man, I've been to some towns where if you didn't know the guy running the open mic, you weren't going to play that night. Yeah. Only, Only way is if there was just a lot of time. A lot of times I've seen that guy be a dick and just play for that time. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't know you. Don't nobody here know you. Don't nobody want to hear your shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be cutthroat like that. It's hard. Dude, comedy's hard. It's hard to even get comedians to come and do an unknown show. Uh, yeah. Like, trying to get people to come do my open mic. Comedians, if you're listening, March 22nd at the Princess Theater. Open mic. Please come. Be there. Be square. All right, we're going to take a break from talking. This is Night Surf out of Starville, Mississippi, and their song called I Want to Destroy You.
What's up, man? All right, man. So, Corona virus. Oh, you mean the cold? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like there's something more to it than just uh, uh, what do they call them? Pandemics. Epidemics. Epidemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Either way, I don't. I don't know. Either way. I don't think it's. I don't, really I don't think it should be either one is the point. I think it was highly escalated during a period of time for a specific reason. There was something going on that we are trying not to see. But let me remind you of what The Simpsons done years ago. Oh yeah. What season was that? Thirteen. Thirteen. Episode five. And just for everyone listening, do you know the year? That would be 1993. So, 17 years ago, approximately. Yeah, man. Coronavirus was literally... Well, it was it was a virus. But it was spread much as this coronavirus they're telling us about. Like with packages in Corona or not Corona. <laughs> Pack- Whoa, that's the reason why people don't buy Corona beer anymore. Thirty-seven <laughs> percent. I think it actually went up to to forty percent before Corona was like no, no. Like the the CEO of who whatever company makes Corona, I can't remember. He came <laughs> and was like no, this is not affiliated with Corona beer. But they made it seem like it was. Dude, by the way, how do we name things with like viruses? Like, why do you call it like bird flu? Like, what in the world? Well, yeah, who comes who comes up with it? How? Like, why? Why? Why was it not fucking mosquito flu? That is swine flu. Swine flu. That was what two thousand nine ten was. I don't know. Swine it's it's flu? always another epidemic. Like each year, if you pay attention, there's always something that's going to just kill everybody off. But now, <laughs> there's something specific about the 20s, though. 1920, polio. 1820... We got a ton of unvaccinated people. Cholera. 1820-something. Uh, 1720 was the plague. Something about a 20, huh? It's something about the 20s, man. I think it's depopulation. Honest to God, I think it's depopulation. Okay. I think it's population control. I think they're making it seem like it's worse than what it is, where everybody's afraid of it, and everybody thinks they have it. Eliminating the vaccinations for the people that actually need them, boosting the prices so the people that actually need the vaccination from the cold... can't get it. You can't afford it. They're saying there's been a pharmaceutical company say that the vaccination will eventually become unaffordable because you're selling it. You're selling it when you say that. You're selling it right then when you say that. How it, it, it it's propaganda. It was propaganda keeping us from Paying attention to the presidential impeachment, 
They quietly shut down marijuana legislation during this coronavirus scare. I don't know. It seems like the coronavirus, the only thing that it has been good for is ruining plans. So I'm waiting on Tom Hanks to survive it so everything will hopefully blow over. Uh, college softball seasons have been canceled. I wonder if those girls will get their eligibility back for that year. Uh, NBA is canceled right now. Music concerts, festivals, and just shows have been canceled. CDC is not letting a crowd over 50 meet. But we're going to move the show on with talking about the Great White North. Not so much Canada, but just a little bit further north of here, the northern United States. I don't know. I'd love. I would. I'd almost love to go up there and just just to see it now. See how. I haven't been up north in a long time, man. Dude, like if north, I did it, north. If I did, it'd probably be like a one way. Yeah, I like the cold. Yeah, I like the cold. I like and it. it's nice. Like the farthest north I've gone, I went to Illinois. I guess that's pretty north. I'd go to Oregon, man, or Colorado. Oregon because I got family and just Colorado because I've always wanted to be out there. It's real pretty out there. Like, man. I just like mountains, dude. Like you, the, the ocean and all that that could fall off somewhere. I don't even care if I ever, if I yeah I don't care anything about the coast, man. Yeah, I like mountains and interacting with that stuff, you know. So that's a good thing about California. You can have both. Have mountains and coast. And I guess that would be like a win-win, you know. Like, but you don't uh, have snow. You have a little snow. I'm not worried about the snow. So it would be better without... You have wildfires. Yeah. You have those. That's not necessarily a thing that I would desire. But Well, there are some, you know, like... That's the dry areas. You got, like, some really nice areas. They're dry, but they only get up to, like, 70 degrees. And that's it. It's, like, 75 degrees year-round. It's beautiful. I'd hate to go. There was some crazy shit happening out there when I was out there in 2010. When is there not crazy stuff going on out that way? Man, it was wild. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just the area I was going to. But there was always people everywhere. And that's every city I ever go to, there's always people. You know, you can go to town here and look down the or town in Columbus and not see a soul. It's possible. You may you'll see a car or two. Right. But you may not see a, a single person. That um I don't know, that was one always thing that kinda of took me when I moved to Mobile. Yeah. Is uh, I mean, just being here. Like I grew up in this house for the most part. I've been all over this little town, but like yeah. for the most part, it was here. And um, you know, it's thirty minute drive to the closest theater, which is Columbus. Yeah. And when I moved down to Mobile, it was a dude. You could walk ten minute walk, like, right? If that five minute drive, you know, or yeah. whatever, you know, you just oh, let's go see that. You know, no, no big deal. Yeah. No, we'll stop at Sonic or something before. We'll stop at a gas station and, you know, yeah. get what we need, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then coming coming back here from that, that's wild. Yeah, but it was so appreciated. Yeah. And there, there are portions of it that I miss, like uh, the internet, for instance. Like, the, uh, I hate, I don't like that. Like, yeah. it, this has come a long way, but it ain't come there long enough. 
I mean, well, Starville just got 5G. Congratulations. That's nice. They got fiber in all throughout. So maybe it's making its way this way. Oh my gosh, dude. Maybe, or maybe it's coming from that way. Dude, it would like just like pass over. I think so. Right. Well, like, Tuscaloosa has it. Reform would get it. Like, I could see 82 getting it. Yeah. What's crazy is like, oh, Gordo's going to be losing stuff here soon. Gordo's about to be lost, man. It's about to be a little ghost town. I don't, I don't like going through there, man. Nobody ever has. I always get you know, over. you know the um, the rumor behind it was um, years ago when they've been wanting to do this four way all the way through. Then yeah. you know reform agreed to it up to a certain point. It finally mm. got done. You know how road work is in Alabama. Yeah. It takes half a lifetime. Yeah, and um, we may see on bypass Gordo in our lifetime. I saw where they were going to have to have at least two bridges, and I was like, Lord have mercy, they'll never get this done in my life. <laughs> but I don't even go that way. I go 171. Like, I go the back way anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the way to go yeah. anyway. You don't have any traffic. Right. Yeah, I just enjoy the, the winding dirt, you know, not dirt roads, but you can. Yeah, you can dirt it. I used to, when I would go to the package store, Dunn's package store, Yep. right across the line, I would take, You're talking about Newtonville. Yeah, I would take I would take 171 back. All right, we're gonna flip over to music out of Nashville. Mike Bibbs, his band Modern Convenience. This song was called "So So Modern." <laughs>
The uh, I watched this TV show, man. The Good Place. Have you ever watched it? It's got Tom Selleck in it. No, I haven't. Never. Dude. Or not Tom Selleck. Ted Danzig. Ted Dan Danzig. The really tall guy. He he was like. That was a guy in those. Everybody loves Raymond. Cheers. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Same guy. No, Cheers. He was in Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I was about yeah. to say, yeah, wasn't in Cheers. Yeah, not the same guy. Anyway, he's like the the creator of their heaven or hell or whatever they're in. Yeah. And he said that the afterlife is the time you spend with your relatives and family and friends and stuff. The time you missed living life. That's what heaven is. You get to spend it with your families. That's a fun thought. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't either. But it's a good idea. That's fun. Yeah, it's a fun, happy thought. Yeah. A dog would. Okay. You familiar with the tree? Yeah, I know what they are, yeah. You ever seen one grow straight? No. They all are. Gnarled. Yeah, yeah. They grow crooked. Never seen one straight. You ever heard the wife tell why? I haven't. I may have and just don't remember it. Go with it. Okay. So we're talking Middle East. Now, I'm well aware that, you know, science says that there's a possibility that there's been five pole shifts, proven and unproven. I believe in climate change and, um, that's thunder. Um, I'm good to go with climate change. I'm not going to argue with that. You can't argue that when nature proves it. Yeah, like with, proven. With wildlife migration is like animals that normally wouldn't survive in this climate they do now why is that because they can now yeah they can now same with trees and and same with nature right yeah and so i mean that's something that becomes undeniable at that point but they say that the dogwood used to grow straight that that was what they uh that was the wood they used to make crucifixes out of and that's what they hung Christ on and so that was part of a curse is that that tree would never go straight again and that if you you ever seen a dogwood bloom yeah yeah I've seen that what's in the center the little red spot it's got a stain of blood yeah and they say that that stain of blood signifies the promise that that tree would never but it's found nowhere in the bible yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I, yeah, I was, and because of that, I don't believe it. Because that's not that's not anything that was spoken over that tree. Like what was spoken over the fig tree was true. That is a fact. But my argument with that was okay. At first, looking at it, it was like, well, indigenously, the dogwood is not. It cannot grow there. Now, who? That was give or take two thousand years ago. Yeah. Possibility. I still don't believe that. Is it a cool story? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what the, I don't remember the wood the cross is made from. I wish I did. It's probably documented somewhere in Roman or Jewish history. Yeah. I wouldn't say it would be dogwood. Think about this. What if, like, you know, sometimes you'll have dreams and this feels like deja vu a few weeks later. What if you are just revisiting what happened in your past life and now it's just recreating itself because you're just doing it over again in a different time period? Yeah. That, I mean, I get, I've been, 
yeah, no, I can get down with that because deja vu, they say that's something you've already lived. So whether you lived it in an alternate universe, which I have read somewhere that multiverse has been proven. That's a wild theory, dude. I know. I mean, even the, like the deja vu, I like, I believe in deja vu. I don't believe in like so much of the reincarnation, but like I have had those feelings of the feeling that I had been there before, even though I had never been there before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And doing the thing you were doing. And, like, and almost hearing what was coming at me, like I knew what was about to be said, yeah, like, you know? Yeah, no, it's like almost like you, they say the more deja vu you have, the more closer to the right track you're on. I've heard that too. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say, man. If, uh, you know, if you're seeing something that's actually happened or you're seeing something that you've been warned about happening. (sighs) I feel more and more like we're living in the simulation. Here we go. I feel it, man, more and more every day. Because... Everything changes, but it's still very similar. And, like, there's things that we can go into what's called the Mandela effect. Dude, I'm for the Mandela. These are things. Does Curious George have a tail or no? He had a tail when I was a kid, I swear to God. If you look him up, he didn't. We imagine that tail. I don't believe it. Kind of like I, the Mandela effect, man. I believe it. Like I was, I remember when I was a kid with the Burns Bernstein Bears. Yeah, I remember it being Bernstein. I know he weren't just mispronouncing. I remember it was written with the E. I don't know. I mean, there's so much proof saying otherwise. I think it's just like the way that it's like some kind of weird programming. I don't know. Maybe not. I feel like I feel it's like it's not even programming. I, I don't know what it would be. I feel like we're living in a simulation, dude, and they're like, "Oop, this is going to be offensive at some point." Bernstein. Out. And then it's gone and doesn't exist. And I read an article saying that there has been a VHS copy of Shazam found with with uh, Sinbad as the fucking genie. You know, why do I always remember that? I remember Shazam. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Like it used to play on like Disney yeah, Channel yeah. or something. Oh yeah. And, and then s- like it was like that was never a thing. You were thinking about this. Yeah. Well, there's been a there's finally been a VHS copy of it found. And so what are we to do with this? What are we doing with this? It just proves that some kind of funny shit is going on, man. Messing with our brains. They're messing with our brains. Like I remember Nelson Mandela dying, dude. When I was he a never kid. Did. No, he never did. That was mis- that was staged, dude. That was, dude. Like look at when he won a Nobel Prize. Look that up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I vaguely remember the same stuff. It was like, I'm telling you, that's the same with this coronavirus thing, dude. I'm it's been you. around. It's, I was like, we that's... were looking at the Lysol can earlier. 
right there, bought before the this whatever bullshit is happening right now, says fights against coronavirus. Human coronavirus. Human coronavirus. Yeah, and that was before that all the mass media stuff hit. I'm telling you, like, there's something. It's a glitch, dude. There's always, there's always, there's always something big that you're. It's like it's a sleight of hand, man. Like it we're is always, we're like, always like, look, look, look right here. Don't that. look at this. Look at here. Look. Hey, you could die. Oh, we're in your pocket. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna go to work there. It's looking like it's eventually, dude. If something doesn't change, it's gonna get to the point to where we're all having to wear masks. I'm not doing that. I don't think I am either. I think I'm just going to wash my hands. Keep my hands washed. I'm trying to mess with my face. What do you think about the beard? Should it go? They say that the beard is a very contaminated place. A lot of people have, dude. That's the thing. Like A lot of my boys are trimming back. I've been thinking it because, I mean, I'm pretty, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking, that, I'm thinking it's got to go back. Because, I mean, I'm not scared of catching the cold or anything, but I don't know, man. I've been reading more and more about how beards are, like, the dirtiest thing ever. Can be. Can. I, I wash my beard, you know, often. And use oil and all the stuff. My hand's in mine all the time. Yeah, I'm always fucking with it, though. Yeah, like, if... I mean, like, like countless times I'm not doing a podcast. I'm probably... Yeah, shit, I'll put it in my mouth sometimes. I don't do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. See, that's my weird shit. I don't I don't really do that. But, like, I'll, I'll catch myself, like... Oh. I know people who, like, poke their end of their nose, you know, like, when they're thinking. But, like, my thing is, like, I'm a stroke the beard. You're stroking the beard, yeah. Stroke the beard. What are you thinking about here? What you got going on over here? Yeah. I'm gonna pick that brain over there. Yeah, I'm constantly touching it and fucking with it. And so I think that's the thing is like your hands are on it. You know, it's yeah. it's contact. Um, a lot of it I think is eating too. Is like you, for nasty beardos who don't wash their beards. I wash mine. Yeah. Eating well now sometimes man like if it's poofy, and you can't really feel it. Sometimes you'll have like a Cheeto hung in there, like a little Cheeto crumb. It don't have to be poofy, brother. Like I've had some cheese hanging out over here and didn't know it one time. Yeah. Like some nacho cheese. Yeah. It happens, man. I've had all kind of things out of mine. Yeah. I keep mine like relatively this length now. Like I'm letting it go now because we're about to enter an art festival, but other than yeah. that, I like to keep mine relatively close. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think it, you know, it could be like they say people with autoimmune disorders and old people have to worry about the coronavirus. You're so, autoimmune. So I have autoimmune. I am kind of scared of it, but I'm just gonna wash my hands. You know, I'm just gonna keep my hands washed and try not to be around people that have a cold. Because basically, the cold, it's just a different strain of the cold that we're not used to. Right. And I, every time I'm around somebody sniffling, I'm like, are you dying? You have to these days. 
it's just this the scare tactic of it all is what's going to scare me about it is the people that can't get vaccinated or people that need the vaccination can't that's my fear right i mean everybody's not going to get it but if everybody gets vaccinated from it people that need it can't get it right that was it was the big thing about like the mask yeah. It was like everybody was buying masks. It was getting to a point to where even hospitals couldn't find them. Yeah. It's like, we actually need those here, guys. Yeah, we actually need those to, just in case an outbreak comes here. Right. And, and, but it's just so much fear, man. There's so much fear mongering and stuff that goes along with illnesses. And it's an every year thing. And it's just really big on the 20s. That's why I'm real nervous about this one. Historically, the twenties of years is rough. I don't know. I think we're I think we're more medically advanced now than we've ever been in the twenties. Man, we've been all over the place. Yeah, all over the place, off the deep end. Did we ever? We did. We went into the to the matrix a bit. We did. Yeah. Well, man. Mandela effect. It's greatness. Always fun, man. Always a great time. Hey, news and notes. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever platform it is that you're listening to on. Thank you. You can follow us on social media. We are literally on every platform. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, With the delay of episodes, I tore my ACL. So that is... uh, that is what happened. I've already had the surgery. I'm about to start physical therapy. So, uh, cool beans. We are going to walk this thing out the door with a song called The Thief and the Moon by Sean James. I'm out of here, guys. Peace out. the thief to the moon I'll extinguish your light soon I'll put an end to all the light that you shed on this world in its darkened state said the moon to the thief you alone light of what you To guide the paths that men seek Oh, but all the wealth in the world will be mine Without a means of defense for all those blind My very existence is a waste to attain So
earth will rise up and devour all that you are. The skies call for thunderous storms from afar. And when you're dead, there will be no grave to remember your name. yourself to blame Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.